and welcome back to my podcast. This is part two of how to glow through your breakup. If you haven't listened to part one, then I suggest you do that first um, before listening to this because part one is obviously the first part. It's all about how to switch your mindset, change your perspective, how to control your emotions and also how to deal with the other person in the situation. So this episode will actually be about how to cope, different ways of coping. Um, It won't be for everyone. Not everything works for everyone. So it's just worth bearing in mind that these are just my suggestions. Um, But there are some good suggestions in there. Um, It will also cover looking ahead, your independence, uh, moving on. So when it's appropriate, how to know when to move on and also learning from your experience. So I really hope you enjoy this episode and I hope you find it valuable. Okay, so the last episode that I did, there was so much that I wanted to cover that I wrote everything out in quite a lot of detail just to make sure that I had everything in there and also because it was such a sensitive subject. But this time, um, I have a bullet point list of things that I sort of want to cover, but I'm actually going to just just speak about it openly because I think it's really important for it also just to be really genuine. So I've made a list of all the ways that I think you know, you can use all the things that I think you can use to cope. So this section is how to cope. So the first one is asking for help, (laughs) which I know seems like an obvious one, but it is actually worth mentioning. And I wanted to be the first one because there's a few things that I sort of want to cover in regards to when asking for help. So when you go through a breakup, everyone deals with things differently. Some people like to talk and talk and talk. Some people completely shut off. Everyone deals with things differently. But everybody needs to get to a point where, or everybody gets to a point where they do need to ask for help. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just part as friends. There's no nothing. There's no issues. You just move on. Brilliant. Good for you. But that normally isn't the case. Asking for help is so important. But when you ask for help, it's always worth bearing in mind who you're going to go to. So... One tip that I would actually have when asking for help is you want to reach out to your friends and it's difficult sometimes to know which friends to actually go to. Some people are lucky they have mums or dads that they can turn to. Um, Some people don't like to talk to their parents. Some people like to go to their friends. That's completely fine. But what I did that actually really helped me that I would actually, you know, really recommend is choose one or two friends that you have a conversation with and you just sort of say, obviously not as formal as this, listen, obviously, you know, I'm going through a breakup. This is the way I like to deal with things, you know, X, Y, and Z. I am um, gonna have wobbles, but this is how I feel. You know, obviously I'm going through the motions. Uh, If you haven't listened to part one, then the motions are basically the up and down emotions, the up and down feelings that you're going to feel whilst you're going through that breakup. As I'm going to go through this, I'm going to need support along the way. So um, I had two friends that I spoke to. And the reason for this, the main reason for this is when you go through a breakup, you're going to see a whole load of people. People might reach out to you. Friends might reach out to you and say, oh, how is it? How are you? They can do that at any point. They can literally catch you at any point, no matter where you are in the motions, they can catch you if you're at your lowest, they can catch you when you're at your highest. 
and you could respond and say, do you know what? I'm not in a good way. She's this, he's this, blah, 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 slag them off, bitch, whatever you've got to do. Or they can catch you at a really high point. Yep, I'm brilliant. I've made the best decision. I'm so happy. I wish them all the best. Anything. These people, the people that come and speak to you, people that, you know, float in and out of your life are going to get a tiny, tiny percentage of your situation. And a lot of these people that were coming in and out of your, in your life will take that tiny percentage and just run with it. And that will be how they per- like perceive your breakup. That is how they're experiencing your breakup. Can you trust that person? How do you know those people that you're, you know, giving, you know, feeding drips and parts of your breakup? How do you know they're not going to go off and share that with other people? The best thing for you to do, my top tip when it comes to asking for help choose friends you know actually care about you communicate with them about how you like to communicate and how you like you know and how you need help and try and keep it like within that person or within you know two or three people that you really really trust because they're going to understand the situation as a whole as they go through the motions with you rather than the people that drift in and out in and out in and out get a small percentage have a wildly, you know, outrageous opinion when they don't actually understand what they're talking about. They don't know your relationship. They don't know the breakup. They don't know the full story. You cannot get the full story across to anybody. So my top tip when asking for help is when reaching out your out to your friends, know which friends actually care, choose someone that you can know can be your lifeline when you're having a downtime, that they're aware of what you're going through. You can call that person, you can contact that person, and you're not sitting there thinking, oh, who can I speak to? Who can I, you know, you know, prepare yourself. That is my first tip when asking for help. Also, when it comes to asking for help, don't ever feel embarrassed about it. I know that that is something that gets thrown around a lot. You know, people always say, you know, don't suffer in silence, reach out. Seriously, don't. There's absolutely no need for you to suffer in silence. There are always people out there that would happily listen to you and happily help you. And just remember that what you're feeling is only temporary. So whatever conversations you're going to be having, that is completely temporary and so speaking about it can actually help you deal with those emotions and like I mentioned in part one putting things into perspective is so important and sometimes when you aren't used to putting situations into perspective you need to have a conversation with another person and ask for their help to help you put it into perspective so yeah and the third one is you when I say choose somebody that has your best interests at heart you want a friend that honestly has your best interests at heart someone that knows you someone that knows what you want to do not someone that's going to turn around and be like oh well you know fuck him off blah 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 do this do that you know meet someone else get really drunk blah 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 blah, blah. yes go and have fun go and have a laugh go and do whatever you've got to do but make sure you're with someone that's guiding you to make good decisions because sometimes when you're in a difficult place especially when you're going through a bad breakup you don't make good decisions and if you can't make good decisions on your own when you communicate with that person that you're you know asking for help let them know I want to make good decisions I want your opinion I want you to guide me the right way when I necessarily can't um so yeah that's the first point and then the second point is just very quickly going to cover it again. It's just putting things into perspective. 
And this is a saying that my dad has actually said to me since I was really, really young, because this is something that I've always really struggled with. I've always been an extremely emotional person. Uh, my emotions have, for most of my life, dominated my life. And my dad has, you probably have heard it, has always used the saying, everything is a storm in a teacup. And I can now visualize that. So when you're putting things into perspective, think about the saying, it's a storm in a teacup. Your life is made up of storms in teacups. And that's all that it is. And take it how you will. But basically what it means is that right now it seems so crazy and overwhelming. It is this crazy storm, but it's in a tiny teacup and then you move on to the next teacup and the next teacup. Not every single teacup has a storm in it. And although it seems crazy, it's actually really small right now. It's a really small part of your life in the grand scheme of things. So make sure you're putting things into perspective. Okay, so again, I just quickly want to cover, because this is just a list of things and how to cope, affirmations and gratitude. These are the two things I can hand on my heart say got me through my breakup. Um, and that is all because I use these two tactics to stay calm, stay in control, put things into perspective, um, you know, learn to love myself again, basically. So affirmations, like I mentioned before, are positive statements. Normally, I am statements um, where you change your negative mindset into a positive one. So I know I always use this example, but when you're driving in your car and you're on your own, you're sitting in your room and you're feeling sad and you think, oh, you know, this person, this, this, no. Affirmations. I am this. I am beautiful. I am worthy. I am going to be in a relationship with somebody that loves me I am going to be whatever it is try and make your affirmations though about because for someone that doesn't know what affirmations are or has never done them you're saying this statement for example if I take a simple one I am happy well you're not happy in that moment you're actually really sad you're really whatever you're saying it as if you will be so I'm in the car right now I'm sad I'm having a hard time, I feel heartbroken, and I'm yelling, I am happy, I am laughing, I am in my prime, I am all things I don't actually feel, but I'm saying them to switch my mindset so that my future self, future self feels like that. So when you say things like, I am successful, I am beautiful, I am whatever it is, Say it so that you grow into those affirmations. Say them as if you believe them. And the more you believe them, the more you will become those things. Gratitude. So I know I mentioned this one previously also as well. But basically what gratitude is, is it's just being grateful for the things that you have. It's being grateful for the situation that you're in. Looking around and thinking, yes, do you know what? Bloody hell, this hurts. This is not what I want to feel right now. This you know, this is awful. It's so easy to cling on to the negatives. It's so easy to be sad and like hold on to the sadness and hold on to, you know, whatever it is that you're feeling, your heartbreak, because sometimes it's comforting. It's comforting to lie in bed and cry and be heartbroken and, and just embrace it, which is fine to a certain extent, but it also sometimes makes you forget what you actually have. Be grateful for the things that you have. Like, you know, I was so grateful for the fact that I have my bedroom. My bedroom made me feel so comfortable and 
I was so grateful for the fact that it gave me a private space to be able to process the things that I was feeling. And you start to really appreciate other things. I'm so grateful for my family. I'm so grateful for my friends. I'm so grateful for you know, the funny videos that my friend was sending me earlier. Be grateful for everything you have in your life and the gratitude you feel will help change the way you feel. It will change the way your mind feels. It will change the way your feelings feel because being grateful is such an incredible feeling. Okay, so self-respect, self-love. So this is kind of like a bit of a self-care thing. So what number is this? One, two, three, four, So we're on point five of how to cope, which is self-respect, self-love. So when you're trying to think, how can I cope? How can I, you know, this, whatever. Think about self-respect. Think about self-love. Think about self-care, caring for yourself, loving yourself. A lot of people, when they go through a breakup, start to not love themselves. And that is either because they are so used to not loving themselves but loving somebody else. So the love that they express in their life is towards somebody else rather than towards themselves. Or when you go through heartbreak, you think you're not good enough, you don't understand why it's happened, or somebody's cheated on you, or you've been lied to, or someone you thought you were going to be with forever, you're not with anymore, and you can't understand it, and whatever. It's really, really difficult sometimes to love yourself when you're in a situation where you're losing love. I hope that makes sense. So it's really, really good to do things that practice self-love, caring for yourself, getting up, showering. I like to shower, I like to exfoliate, I like to fake tan, your eyebrows, your makeup, your hair, your nails, whatever it is for you. Or if you're a boy, like even making the effort to get up every single day and make yourself feel amazing is one step in the right direction because to have respect for yourself and to have love for yourself, you have to give yourself love and you have to give yourself respect, respect yourself enough as a person to do things that help you love yourself. And if right now you're listening to this and you're thinking, I don't love myself, I hate myself, then just know that's completely okay. Everybody, well, most people in life will go through a stage in their life where they don't love themselves. You are not the only person that doesn't love themselves, but you can. And that is the point. You can love yourself. You can get to a point where you do respect yourself and you do love yourself you just need to work on it and self-care is a huge part of that and another huge part of that is mindset so make sure you're working on your mindset when it comes to self-care it's not just about the outside look after your insides eat healthily exercise you know get some good sleep meditate you know think about the future do things that are positive and reflect positively on yourself that help you love yourself And everyone's different, but I know deep down you know what you need to be able to love yourself. Okay, so this is becoming quite a long section. That's completely fine. So another thing is channeling your heartbreak. So when you feel heartbroken, you have two options. You suffer, you crawl into a hole, you retreat, you you know, you embrace your heartbreak, do nothing about it, you let it consume you. Sometimes it's completely out of your hands, but you can push yourself to channel what you feel, to channel the heartbreak, to to channel that, that aching and that pain and whatever else is that you feel and use that to channel other things in your life. Follow new passions, 
creating a routine. It's difficult, but create a routine that helps you achieve things. Even if you're only achieving small things, you might be at a stage where you, you know, you can't even go for dog walks. Get up, go for one walk a day. That might be a huge achievement for you. Channel that heartbreak, push it into something new. If you're, if you're somebody that feels passionate about things, projects, um, if you, you know, you love art, you love music or whatever it is that you love, channel that and focus on something else. Every single time you feel heartbroken, every single time you feel something that really, really hurts you, have something that you can switch your mindset to. So, you know, you're driving along, God, I, don't know, I don't know where we're all driving to, but you're driving along and you start to feel heartbroken. You pick it up. Okay, I'm starting to feel heartbroken. I'm starting to think about this. I'm starting to think about that. Think about something else. Okay, I'm going to think about my next project and I'm going to focus on that. And every all the energy that I can feel building up right now, I'm going to switch that into excitement. I'm going to switch that into channeling it into something new that is an excellent way to channel your heartbreak into something else something that you love really throw yourself into something that gives you enjoyment something that makes you feel like you're achieving something because achieving something in life no matter how big no matter how small is undeniably an incredible feeling okay readjusting realigning so this actually kind of links into um, what I was going to say about looking forward. So we'll do looking forward first. So when you look forward, and I find actually this is the best thing to do, the best thing to do when you're going through a breakup, is visualisation, looking forward, aspiring to be somebody in the future. So right now you're in a bit of a rut you're going through a difficult time whatever one chapter's come to a close you're at the start of your new chapter take time out to visualize your life in the future who are you who are you going to be what are you going to do and eventually when you become the best version of yourself who are you going to be with what qualities are they going to have how are they going to behave how are they going to treat you what are you going to do with that person you know visualize the person that you can see your future best self being with and focus on it don't look back don't look back at the person that you were with don't look back and get drawn into you know being treated a certain way look forward and visualize your life in the future with somebody that's going to treat you the way you need and treat you the way you want to be treated what does that look like readjust and realign you're at the start of your new chapter you're visualizing your future you're seeing your future for what you want it to be anything think as you know your dreams can be as big as you want them to be visualize it go for it and realign yourself to get to that point you're at point a right now the past is in the past and you're getting to your future point, the point that you're focusing on. Use that as your driver. When you're thinking, oh, but but maybe this. Oh, but maybe they do love me. Or maybe they didn't mean it. Or maybe this, this, this. No. Whatever somebody has done, that was their choice. That was whatever. Even if you haven't ended on bad terms and you've gone in you know, different directions, it hasn't worked for a reason and you haven't made it work yet, it probably won't work. So 
look to the future don't look back i actually funnily enough going off topic a little bit saw this video by mistake and i think he was like a relationship guru or something i think he was maybe on this morning i'm not sure and i literally caught about 20 seconds of it i'm pretty sure it was like the universe trying to talk to me and he said he said so many people in you know the world look back at the person that they were with they dwell on the person they were with he said the best thing you can do is cut it off move on there are so many people out there if that didn't work if you can't make it work if if you're both not fighting for it if you're both not trying to make it work cut it off move on and go on to the next keep moving your life is moving keep moving that's exactly what you have to do but you're going to keep moving whilst visualizing the person you are going to be with visualizing the life you're going to create for yourself visualizing the business you're going to build visualizing the career you're going to have visualizing your family your pets your whatever it is you want looking forward visualization creating that dream life in your mind and then focusing on it and going for it an incredible driver that is an absolutely incredible driver and it is an unbelievable way to cope with a breakup i promise you so you're looking backwards. No, you're not. Don't look backwards. You're looking forwards. You're not looking backwards. You know, everyone's going to be, but this, but that. No, you're looking forwards and that's that. And if you ever struggle with visualization in your mind, I'm one of those people. I have very set visualizations in my mind. But if you're ever somebody that does struggle with it, then journaling. Journaling is such a great way to get all of your thoughts, all of your feelings onto paper. Get a journal, journal everything down, brain dump all your thoughts, positive, negative, get your negative ones out of the way, and then focus on the future. Journal it. Who are you going to be? What are you going to do? Focus on it. Okay, so this is obviously the juiciest part, I would say, which is all about moving on when it's appropriate to move on, how to move on, I don't know, moving on. But just to say before I start, everyone has a completely different opinion on when it's appropriate to move on, which was actually very apparent from the polls that I had on my Instagram. Um, I had a story up and some people felt like it was appropriate to move on the second you're single. As, you know, the second you say, we're not together anymore, that's it, a click of your fingers, you're single, you move on. Other people said that you need a good few months, which was over 50%. Most people felt like you needed a good uh, good amount of time. Um, some people felt as though, um, you know, you only need maybe one month. And a lot of people said they just weren't ready yet, um, which is completely fine. Like I say, every situation is different. Some people don't see their breakups coming. The heartbreak starts the day you break up. Some people fall out of love and they go through the motions of the breakup before the relationship actually comes to an end. So sometimes people have actually been going through it a lot longer. You have no idea what someone else is feeling, what someone else is going through. Um, and you can't really judge them for how quickly they choose to or not to move on. You know, some people don't like to move on at all. Some people just want to just get on to the next person. I don't know. It depends who you are. It depends what you stand for. Um, and so on. But... I just want to make it clear that this is just my own personal opinion, my own personal suggestion. I know a lot of people feel strongly in opposite directions and that is completely fine. I have no judgments over here. Everything is completely different. I also feel like it's different 
when it comes to being physical with someone, like sleeping with someone, kissing someone, to falling in love with someone. There are so many different parts of moving on. You just can't put a time limit on it. And, you know, everyone is just, in. everyone is an individual. Um, so yeah, don't be too hard on yourself. You know, it is what it is. And some people are ready at different times. But the thing is, before you move on, you know, physically, emotionally, the first thing is make sure that your relationship is actually over. Don't, you know, move on when your relationship isn't fully over. Uh, just want to put that out there. You know, don't lead that other person down a garden path. Make sure you're both fully aware that you're not together anymore, that you're moving on. And that's that. So you've established your relationships over. You're both going in different directions. Day one, moving on. There we go. So the first thing you need to do, other than that, is make sure that you're actually ready. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm sure for some people, you know, other people come along in your life pretty much straight away. They sweep you off your feet. You know, it's the classic. They show you what you're missing and so on and so on. But the thing is, no matter who comes along, no matter how perfect they seem in that moment, the only person that actually knows if they're ready to move on is you. You know, you have a few questions to ask yourself before you move on. I think the first one is, you know, are you in the right mind frame? And how do you actually know if you're in the right mind frame? You know, are you moving on because you're a strong, independent individual and you're ready to meet someone? You're ready to, you know, meet someone, have fun with them and so on and so on. You know, or are you moving on because you're sad and you have a void to fill? You have that hole, whatever it is. Are you doing it out of spite? Why are you moving on? That is the question, you know, that you want to ask yourself. So the first point is not moving on until you're ready. The second point is, when is it actually appropriate to move on? Well, like I say, there's no time frame on it. There is no appropriate, inappropriate. Everyone's situation is different. It is just when you're ready. Is this person that you're planning on moving on with right for you? Or are you clinging on to something because you're suddenly on your own? You're in an uncomfortable situation. You don't really know how to deal with it. You're not actually dealing with anything you're going through. You're not actually dealing with any of the emotions you're feeling. You're just throwing yourself into a fun, exciting situation. You know, sometimes a boy comes along, they've heard that you're single or whatever, a girl, no matter what. And they're like, oh, I know I can treat you better, I can this. It's exciting. You go on dates, you start having first kisses, blah, 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 whatever. It's fun and it's exciting and it's a complete and utter distraction. That's all it is. It's just distracting you from dealing with your own shit and you're moving on with somebody else. And at the end of the day, that temporary, exciting honeymoon dating thing that you're, you know, distracting yourself with is temporary. And it's also worth remembering that no matter how uncomfortable, you know, it is, no, no matter what uncomfortable situation you're in, temporary, temporarily filling that with somebody else isn't going to make that better. Uncomfortable situations allow you to grow. If you feel uncomfortable and you crave somebody else, embrace the uncomfortableness because uncomfortable situations allow you to grow. You know, are you wasting your time and the other person's time? Have you actually dealt with your baggage and you know, are you on track to becoming the best version of yourself to continue that into your next relationship? You've just ended one relationship. You need time to adjust so you don't carry things over. Everyone has traits. Everyone has hang ups. Everyone has little triggers. I know I had a quite a few from my first relationship. 
they were really really difficult for me to get over you know it it was a breaking of like trust and you know it's really really difficult to trust another person especially if your trust has been broken if you're someone listening to this and you're not in a relationship anymore because your trust has been broken you know are you going into your next relationship with a lack of trust even though this person has done nothing to you carrying over bad habits into a new relationship is not going to do anyone any good and most likely will end up in you going through heartbreak all over again because you're going to get to know someone feelings are going to develop feelings that aren't supposed to be there and you will find yourself back in the situation you were right now you think you won't be but you will be because if they're not the one for you and you're just using that person you're just filling it up even if right now you don't think you're using them you don't think you're using them you think that oh no I actually do like them I oh actually this actually that well you know if you don't know if you can't stand there and say I have you know I have control over myself I know who I am I know what I stand for I know what I want this person that's come along actually is that person brilliant fantastic i am so happy for you i can't believe how quickly that was if you cannot stand there and say you know i'm this i'm that i want this i'm the best version of myself i'm becoming the best version of myself then maybe you should reevaluate moving on so quickly so when you get into a relationship the point for what i personally believe is to spend time with them get to know them you fall in love with them this is the ideal situation obviously obviously you get to know some people and they're not for you but the ideal situation when you're getting into a relationship is you get to know them you fall in love with them you build a life with them marriage kids you travel whatever that life looks like to you so don't move on when you're heartbroken and you're not your best self because if you are not your best self how do you know what you're looking for in a partner And if you don't know what you're looking for in a partner in the future, you know, it's under the preset, under the pretense that you are the best person that you can be and you'll be adding to that person's life and they'll be adding to your life and you'll be able to form a strong, healthy relationship. But if you aren't your best self, if you aren't even in tune with who that best self is going to be, how can you actually know what you want? How can you actually know what you need and deserve? How can you know where you're going? How can you meet someone and say, do you know what? Yeah, you are adding to my life because I am already as an individual, my best self or on track to becoming my best self. And you can now add to my life and I can now add to yours. And that is how a healthy relationship is formed. If you move on before you are your best self. Yes, I know. I know I keep saying that. I know I keep saying best self, but it's so important for you to get it in your head. You tend to settle for people or traits that the best version of yourself wouldn't want in your dream life. And then all you're doing is, you know, wasting time and effort. So time and effort that could be spent on becoming the best version of yourself. You're putting time and effort into somebody that isn't for you when you could be channeling that time and effort into growing as an individual to becoming the best version of yourself and then meeting someone and forming a healthy relationship. Staying single might seem really, really difficult at first, you know, especially if you're lonely. Oh God, the feelings of loneliness you get when you go through a breakup can be fucking tough. And someone slightly better than your ex has come along 
they've swept you off your feet and you know whatever but it's temporary pain being on your own being lonely being independent going through that uncomfortable situation of finding yourself and being on your own it's temporary you know sometimes you have to force yourself i know i know that's what i'm doing i'm you know i'm actively choosing to be on my own and not even entertaining anything else right now because i know that I have a lot of work to do to become the best version of myself that I visualise. But I take comfort in that because I know that, I, I mean, I love love. Anyone that knows me knows I love love. I love being in love. I love loving someone because that is just who I am. I love to love other people. That is just what I'm like. And being an independent individual is difficult for me sometimes, but I'm actively choosing it because I know that it's temporary for me to actually become a strong, happy individual. And then in the future, I will have long-term you know, enjoyment, long-term happiness, long-term results, because I'll be able to offer someone me and I will be a strong, independent individual with my own life to then you know, build with that person. So don't rush into something new because if you can't answer, I wrote some questions down, if you can't answer the following questions, you know, without being completely certain and, you know, I mean, really certain that you can be like, yeah, 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 no, 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 seriously, honestly think about it. Can you honestly 100% answer these questions? And if not, then maybe, you know, you need to be on your own for a little bit. So first one, you know exactly what you want, exactly what you need in a partner, and you are willing to wait to find that person. Second of all, you don't need, you don't need another person in your life at all. You could be as happy, single and as an individual, but the reason you're meeting someone else is because you want a life to, you want to share your life with that other person. Three, you are the best version of yourself and of course like you know when I say the best version of yourself that is forever growing I hope so hopefully you're constantly growing as a person but you've worked through your shit to become the best person you can be right now and you're still on track to growing to be the best version of yourself you know that you know who you are you know what the best version of yourself could be and is and you're working towards it and finally you are over the last person you were with you're not doing this out of spite you're not doing this to fill a void to fill a hole anything like that so honestly this is just really a rough guide and some situations are just so unique some people come along you know when you're in your darkest moments and they help you grow they help you find new happiness and honestly that is so amazing that has happened to me before and i'm so grateful for that situation because i, I honestly don't believe i would be the person that i am now but the thing is, is I just want to make sure that, you know, at the end of the day, the podcast is to help people become the best versions of themselves, to live their best lives, to help people live their best lives, to be happy. And I just want to make sure that you're setting yourself up for a successful future and a happy relationship. You know, no matter how old you are, if you're carrying over toxic traits from the get-go into a new relationship and you haven't given yourself a chance to learn from them, move on from them, maybe you should just take some time to be on your own. I know it's difficult, but like I say, it's, it's temporary, uncomfortable situations 
that help you grow. And the one driver that you need in your life is your future, the best version of yourself. Who are you going to be and who does the best version of you deserve? And then go out and find them. Okay, so this is a very quick brief section, which is independence, all about your independence, which I really wanted to cover because since we're all trying to, you know, become our best selves, it's important to cover, I feel, when it comes to this subject. So if you've broken away from something that, you know, obviously wasn't serving you, that's okay. Whether you knew it or not, the situation you were in was not serving you and your future best self. So being alone seems hard at first. It is an adjustment, especially if you were together for a while or you lived together or, you know, some some people don't even remember life as being a single person. Like, you know, it, it can be really difficult sometimes. It is a huge adjustment, but that's all it is. It is an adjustment period. It takes time to get used to, you know, not being with someone that you were with a lot of the time that you were speaking to every day and then just not doing that. But you also need to view it as an opportunity and as uncomfortable as this is for some people, you need to view it as an opportunity to get to know yourself better, love yourself and figure out who you are. You always need to take time in your life to reflect on how far you have come as an individual and where you're going to go next. And you can only really do that on your own. Like, yes, you can discuss it with other people. You know, I've done this, I've done that. But you actually need to go deeper, deeper in yourself and reflect on yourself. Now, it's tricky because love or, you know, what you think is love is usually an easier option with somebody else, especially when independence seems really daunting or scary. So what I mean by that is choosing to jump to the next person, like I just mentioned, sometimes is the easier option. You think it's love, you think it's it's probably just lust. It's probably just that person filling a gap or, and, or, or whatever it is that you have because independence can seem really daunting, really scary. And it can do to some people, especially if you're at a really low point. Um, you know, listen, there was a point in my life where the thought of being on my own was unbearably overwhelming. Like it was utterly horrendous. The mere thought of it being just me and my thoughts was genuinely frightening. And I wanted to be with somebody all the time. If I couldn't be with somebody, you know, I would be glued to the TV. I got very, very attached, which sounds ridiculous, but I got very, very attached to characters in the TV because the thought of being on my own or independent was horrendous. But you know what? You actually wouldn't be surprised how many people struggle with independence. It's really, really difficult, especially when you're heartbroken because sometimes you can't get away from your heartbreak. But learning to be independent is actually a liberating feeling. So how can you be the best version of yourself? What is the best version of yourself? Well, it's somebody that works through their shit. That's what it is. You work through your shit. You work on your hang ups. You get through it. You sort through it. You find happiness within yourself as an individual and you focus on your life as an individual. You are an individual. Learning to be alone is a good thing. And my friend Mia, um, she is my best friend. And 
she says all the time, the only loyal relationship you will ever have in your life forever is with yourself. I'm not saying you'll never have a loyal relationship ever, but the one loyal relationship you have in your life forever, the only person you can ever depend on 100% is you. Do you even know yourself? Do you trust yourself? Do you know who you are? Who are you as an individual? Can you be independent? And the last question that I just want to just leave with you on this subject, I only wanted to be a short one, is independence is good for you. You know, like I just mentioned in the last section, you are one independent person. You are an individual And when you get into a relationship, you're getting into a relationship with another individual. For your relationship to be the best it can be, you need to be two individuals that know who they are, that work together and live their lives together. And if you feel like you need somebody in your life, that is actually a sign for you to go away and work on yourself. Because if you need somebody in your life, if you cannot be on your own and you need someone, you are not choosing someone because they're right for you. You're choosing someone because you think you need them. And there are very, you know, different situations. Some people struggle with, you know, their feelings, where to live, money, finances. You know, some people really depend on other people. That is completely okay. But just know no matter what your situation is, you can change it. You can honestly change your situation. You can view independence as a good, strong thing. You don't need anybody else. You only need you to work on being the best version of yourself. And once you know who your best self is and you're working towards it, you can find another individual to make your life better that is what it is independence is a great thing learn to love yourself learn to love being on your own do things by yourself find your new passions be independent be strong that is a good thing okay so this is actually the final section hopefully it won't be too long um and this section is all about how to learn from your experience I think it's just important just to really touch on it because when you look at your relationship, it is an experience. It is an experience that you've had in your life. Nobody can take that away from you. When you eventually meet, you know, whether you believe in them, whether you meet your soulmate or the love of your life or you have a family or whatever it is that you go on to do with your life, this is a, this is an experience that nobody can take away from you. And it is a life-changing experience. Being with somebody else experiencing the things that you've experienced with them, going through this heartbreak, shapes you into a new person. It does. You become this new person, you learn new things, you you know, you know, pick up on different communication levels. You're learning what you need, what you like, what you don't like, and then you're learning from it and then putting that into something that is going to be your forever. So what can you learn from this? So Every positive and negative from the relationship you have just had has taught you exactly what you do and don't want in a relationship. So when you then go on to visualise what you want in the future, when you visualise your best self in the future and you think about the next person or the or the last person that you intend to be with, you know exactly what you do and don't want. And you also know what you do and don't need. So 
you know, you know what level of love you need. You figure out how to communicate. Everyone has their own love language. I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase love language. Everyone has their own love language and you learn more about your own. You need to be able to understand yourself how you communicate, what you need. You need to be brutally honest with yourself because at the end of the day, if you don't know you, if you don't understand you, if you don't understand what you need, what you want or how you behave, how can you honestly expect somebody else to? How can you actually go into a relationship with somebody new if you don't know who you are? Because that person will never know you. If you don't know who you are, that person will never know you. So some people aren't horrible, they aren't nasty people, they just communicate differently to how you communicate, for example. You know, say for example, you've left a relationship and you just communicate differently, you have different ways that you want to live your life, you express yourself differently. Some people are very affectionate, some people aren't, some people are great communicators, some people aren't, that's completely fine. There's no nastiness there, there's no negativity there. You are just meant for other people and that is completely fine. You know, you figure out exactly what it is you want in a relationship and it sets you on the right path to creating the life that you visualise with the right person. And I know that it feels like I keep repeating that, but it's so important that to really sink into your mind. Another thing that you can learn is your worth. Reflect on your relationship. Think, how much did that person give me? You know, it shows you how you want to be treated. But more importantly, and I cannot stress this enough, more importantly, it puts into perspective how you treat another person. So did that person bring out good or bad traits in you? You can reflect on that. You can look back and think, actually, do you know what? I was a bit of a dick. Or you can think, actually, do you know what? I went above and beyond for that person. I went way too far for that person. I gave too much of myself up for that person that they didn't deserve. And it puts things into perspective. And, you know, if you do look back and you think, actually, that person really brought out a not good side of me at all, that is okay because you are learning from that. You were looking at the traits they had that brought out a person you don't want to be and you now know what traits to avoid. You now know you have it in you not to be a good person. That's not what you want. And you can actively search for somebody that is good for you, that does bring out the good in you. And that's completely fine. All you're doing is learning from this experience in your life, figuring out what it is you love, figuring out what it is that you don't love, figuring out who you are and who you want to be. And you're channeling all of that into your future self, into the future life that you want. And then when you are ready to move on, when you are ready to meet somebody new, when you find them, when you see them, when you, you know, you're going to meet a variety of people. If these traits pop up, you think, actually, do you know what? You know, you're a great guy or you're a great gal, whatever it is, but you actually have something that I know I don't want and I can leave that here now and move on. You're not going to keep going down different garden paths. You know what you want. Be strong with what you want. Don't settle for less. Do not settle for less. If you know what you want, if you meet somebody and they have eight out of 10 traits, go with your gut, go with your feeling. If they have, you know, six out of 10 traits, just remember, you don't have to settle. You could wait. You can wait and actively find somebody that has every trait you want. Listen, I... 
can swear to you now, nobody is perfect. Nobody will ever be perfect. You will not meet the perfect person because nobody in life is perfect. But there are some certain things that everybody has on their list and your list should be non-negotiable. Learn from your experience, know what you want, have your non-negotiable list, go out and find your perfect person when you are the best self, that you, when you are your best self, best self that you can be. Take the lessons that you've learned, really take them on board and create a better, don't go, don't, you know, keep reliving something that doesn't work for you. Learn from your experience and then in the future, use those lessons and actually implement them and then find somebody that you know will work for you. Okay, so I honestly wasn't expecting this episode to actually be that long. And if you made it way, if you made your way through the entire thing, then I really hope that you enjoyed it. I know that it wasn't as scripted. I know that it was a little bit more waffly than before. Um, but I really want it to be genuine. And I just also want to stress again that, um, you know, I'm really not a professional at all. Like, I'm really not. This is my own opinion. Um, this is just the way that I've coped with things. These are just my suggestions. And um, I'm so happy that people have, like, messaged me for advice. And I completely and utterly welcome that. I just want to make sure that everyone knows that it's just, it's just completely my opinion. Um, but yeah, I really, really hope that it was at least valuable or you took something away from it. Um, yeah, I hope that you can follow follow me on Instagram. So it's at glow through and hopefully see you next week.